0: I think that a lot of lack of self-esteem or insecurities, it also comes from a a lack of time being spent on self-care and self-love. If you spend time like building yourself up, if you spend time taking care of your body, taking care of your mind, that builds self-esteem, but it also makes it so that you're not relying on someone else to give you self-esteem.
1: Welcome to The Push Podcast, So, if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So, get ready to be pushed. Hey, guys. Welcome back to The Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland.
0: And I'm Edward V. Copeland. Yeah, everybody. Hello, hello, hello.
1: Wow, the crowd goes wild. (laughs) You had this whole thing going on in your head, didn't you?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, welcome back to The Push Podcast. (laughs) And guess what? What? Today's episode number 150.
0: Oh that that is significant. That is significant. Yeah, Good job. One, one Good five job oh. to you. Yeah, can we do that again? It was like snap high on five. That one. Fantastic.
1: So 150 yeah. episodes means that's almost 3 years of recording a podcast, is it? Yeah. There's 52 weeks in a year. Oh wow. So That's fantastic. Yeah, we're 6 short.
0: <laughs> that's
1: a lot of work.
0: Yeah, a lot of work, a lot, a lot of fun of though. A lot of money, a lot of fun. Hopefully
1: we reached a lot of people. I mean, we are growing, but hopefully people listen. I hope you're listening. If you are, then 150 episodes is a great time to ask you to write a review. (laughs) If we have ever uh, contributed some sort of information, nuggets that help you live a better life, exercise better confidence, better perspectives, be better parents, better spouses, what the hell ever, if we've ever done anything for you, please take 30 seconds to Say something nice, write a review, we would appreciate it. It gives us a little bit of motivation to keep going and to just know that it's worth something.
0: Well, here's what my, that's your ask. My ask is share the damn podcast, okay? Share it with somebody you care about. Share it with someone you hate. Share it with someone wow. that you love, <laughs> some someone you just met, mm-hmm. uh, a perfect stranger. Like share it, share, share. That's who's, what I want you to do.
1: Who's the most random person that has come up to you and said, "Like, hey, I want to let you know, listen to your podcast," and blah blah blah. Like, what has been the most significant one? Do you know?
0: Uh, no, I think you have one. Possibly, uh, cause I can't think <laughs> Well,
1: I mean, I was walking during the pandemic. I was walking in the grocery store parking lot and some random person stopped me and said, are you Janelle Copeland? And I said, yeah. And she said, I want to let you know I listen to your podcast. I'm listening to it right now. <laughs> like literally showed me her phone.
0: That's hilarious. And
1: was like so thankful. And I wound up hiring her temporarily to work at the Cake Mamas during the pandemic. And she was a big fan.
0: That's awesome. So
1: shout out to Ileana. I, yeah.
0: Y- yeah, I can't think of... Uh... Someone right now Well, it, your
1: boss listens to the podcast.
0: Yeah, well he, he, <laughs> he did mention that he did listen to a couple episodes. Um so
1: you better be on your best behavior. <laughs> Just kidding.
0: Yeah, I, I i think that you know, I don't know. Sometimes I think people see me and mm. maybe they like yeah, you know, locally mm. they've they've heard the podcast or they've seen something, but they don't say anything. Because
1: you're intimidating.
0: I am not. I'm I am kidding. I am a friendly friendly person and people um,
1: say things to Jordan. And she finds it odd, but also she's very understanding. She's like, literally, mom, these people have seen me grow up. Like Mm. they've watched me grow up, mostly because of the cake mamas, like social media over the years. But so not so much the podcast, but they have been on guest appearances of the podcast. And so people definitely feel a connection. But she thinks it's strange, but she gets it. She's like, oh, I forget that like my life is out there. Not that we expose our kids, but,
0: you know, without her permission. But that's all right. That's what you that's the privilege you have as a parent. Like, have you heard people say of that? What? Like, oh, I don't want to put my kids out there because I want to get their permission to put them out in the world. I don't
1: need your permission
0: for that. <laughs> yeah, I brought you into this world and I can and I can tell the oh world about gosh. you as much as I want to, right?
1: You're crazy. <laughs> so do you have a what in the world?
0: No, I do not.
1: I do. It's two parts. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Number one, your brother, uh, okay. Marcus. His, we call him Marcus all of a sudden as an adult. He swears his name is Marquise. But if you're listening, Marquise... This, what in the world is about you. Okay. He is a what in the world. He's yeah, funny, he is. always brings great joy to our lives, but his life is kind of a what in the world. And I think he'll appreciate this story. He starts working for Amazon. Right. Goes on, you know, his very first day, he's delivering. He has what's called a nursery route, which is what you get when you're a newbie. That sounds accurate. So the guy that's training him, you know, shows him, here's how you scan it, blah, 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 blah. They're in this like kind of semi-small truck, but it's like manageable. Right. He had to take a driving test, do this whole thing. But the van that they're in, it's not that big of a deal, right? So he's observing, doing the packages, whatever. Second day of work, he goes to work. And it's in a much larger vehicle, like a way bigger truck. And he
0: hasn't driven yet.
1: No, he's never driven. And there's like almost 175 deliveries that they have to do on this route. So it's no longer a nursery route. This is like a grown man route, Mm -hmm. right? And I forget what it was called, but it was not a nursery route anymore. They went from like 50 packages to this second day of work. It's 175.
0: So I think he said it was like 250.
1: Okay, well, 250. It's not a nursery ride, right? So all of a sudden, an hour into his shift, he's still being trained. Second day on his on his job, the guy that's training him hits his head inside of the car and gets a concussion.
0: Right, and has to go. Can I just say that's my what in the world? Okay, like, so like, you you're training me. <laughs> you were involved in any you type of accident. You are familiar
1: with this vehicle. You hit your head in this vehicle, and now you're bailing on like me can, believe, on my second day. Do
0: you believe he hit his head that hard that he gave himself No, the maybe he's a
1: baby. I don't know. I know lots <laughs> of people <laughs> who, you know, a little bit of discomfort. <laughs> oh, I got to call in sick. I don't know. Don't yeah. be a baby. So he's a baby. I don't know. He leaves. He calls, like, dispatch, and they say, okay, you got to leave. Why? That's a yeah. liability. You can be driving that car. So then he goes, so what's going to happen? Is someone going to come rescue me? And they go, nope, you're on your own. So now he's on his second day, an hour into his second shift, driving this massive vehicle with like 250 deliveries. Right. So he does a couple deliveries and then he said someone came and they did send someone to come take half of his packages or a a portion of them, right? So then he's like, okay, this is still 150 packages. I got to figure this out in an eight-hour shift, whatever. So as soon as the guy takes the packages off of his car, he's like pumping himself up. Okay, I got to get going. You know, they said park where it's like convenient. So you can maybe hit a couple houses at a time, whatever. So he pulls in front of this car. Imagine this, you guys. It's like a curve, kind of like, I don't know. A right turn. Like a right turn, right? Mm -hmm. So this car is parked at... Uh, like an angle on a curb. Like it shouldn't even be there, but it's like halfway sticking out. So he just swoops around the car and goes to park in front of the car. The problem is, is that they didn't tell him that on this bigger truck, there was this massive step on the right side of it. So he hit the step of the vehicle, hits like clips the side of this bumper that's parked on the car, and literally rips off the entire bumper yeah. of the parked car. <laughs> the entire bumper. Yeah. So now people are coming out, and then Life I guess
0: adventures of, of Marcus.
1: I guess the guy that came to rescue his packages heard the accident because he had already taken off, and he went back, and then so Marcus had to call and say, "Hey, I ripped off a bumper." Second day. And I used to say, poor guy. Yeah. Like It's not often I say poor anybody, but that's kind of unfortunate. Like your trainer got a concussion, left you with all these packages. A mysterious concussion. You're in a large truck driving that you've never driven before on your second day. Like you're telling me nine hours into working for this company, they give you all this autonomy to just like get in accidents, ruin people's packages. So that's my way in the world.
0: Yeah. You know. My brother's been through a a lot of different things. Uh, so
1: Like most of you wouldn't believe it. That's why I thought this is a good story to tell.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those things where you say, if that were to happen to you on your first year on the job, like what would be going through your head? Like Mm -hmm. what's the first thing that would go through your head?
1: Well, I mean, immediately I was like, look for another job because they're going to fire you, <laughs> right? Like right. they're going to fire you and it's not necessarily your fault. But I right. think if you are a delivery person of any kind and you get into an accident, and rip off someone's bumper, they're probably going to fire you, yeah. whether it's your fault or not. So I just was like, yeah, look for another job. Even if they let you come back for a third day of work, you like, already
0: got one strike. Right. right. So
1: look for another job. But you know what it goes through your head?
0: I, you know, I, I think I would say this is this is not the line of work I want to be in. <laughs> I, would, I would probably say I want to be in in a line of work where I'm not operating a large vehicle at all times. Uh
1: huh. But and, they make you know, good And money. I'm not
0: great with like GPS. Right? You are so, not like you know and handling and managing a GPS and driving a large vehicle and then. Trying to find parking and then that's trying to you, like baby. strategically find like, you know, four houses yeah. that are close enough for me to walk to.
1: Nah. I, I got to say you're not, great. Not, not in
0: my skill set. Yeah. You're right? great
1: at I, a lot of things. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you people, GPS is not one of them. When we went to, where did we go? Were we in New Nashville? Orleans. We were in New Orleans and Eddie was driving the rental with our whole family in. You missed the exit, I mean, 14 times. No exaggeration. Yeah, and then good. he blames it on the GPS, you guys. This man works for Apple like he's one of the most tech savvy people I know literally is constantly beefing with the GPS. It doesn't matter if you're in my Mercedes GPS, your Tesla GPS, your Apple Maps, Google Maps doesn't matter. He's always like, what is this thing saying? It's so inaccurate. Like it's not even telling me where to go. Just be clear. What exit is it? I'm like, no matter what, how many updates. No matter what view I put it on for you, you're not good at GPS.
0: Yeah, I don't know know what it is. And I have not found one that was clear to me about (laughs) what I'm supposed to do. Either the turn, like the perception of distance is not where I think it should be or it's not clear. It's not telling me when I'm making a right turn or like it, yeah, it just I makes me drive with with a certain level of caution of like okay is this my exit oh no that's yeah, not so it so
1: you miss them all the time
0: yeah so but it's okay my one in the world is is when the hell are they gonna find one that's clear so i like, mean I can okay it.
1: in their defense like there's literally a map that's showing you which way to veer it's the blue uh, line that's not always and then yet. if that's too much for you which it is In the top hand left corner, there's a thing that says in 0.3 miles, veer right onto Fair Oaks. It It does. And then it'll count down 0.2 miles,
0: 0.1 miles. Oh, you missed it.
1: Like it's basic math to me. So I'm like, if it says in 1.5 miles, then go right off of, you know, on Fair Oaks, then you know you got a while to go. But if it says 0.2, 0.1, oh, you missed it.
0: Yeah. The fact that we can't we we disagree on what we see—that's right—means that it's you know me it's driving confusing. a package. To, no, I don't want to do it. And when he said that there was like two hundred and fifty stops, I was like, I don't think I've been to two hundred and fifty houses in my life, <laughs> let alone in one. <laughs> eight hours shift shift, I'm like oh my god wait a second you gotta do you gotta do how many
1: packages right people need to stop ordering from Amazon
0: (laughs) I'm just like unbelievable okay
1: second what in the world as he's telling us this story like extremely animated we're standing the three of us in the front of our house we have this walkway right it's like a nice family neighborhood And we're chatting and I see this woman like selling solar panels or something going door to door. Might have just had foot surgery like three weeks ago, right? And so I'm watching her like, make her way up the hill. Yeah. And then she sees us, like, having this animated conversation. And I would say to myself, mm, they look like they're, you know, catching up or something. Right. I'm going to not bother them. Nope. So she sees us, and it's like the, you know, her eyes light she up. She goes, no, like, i got to knock on the door, but these people yeah, are Yeah, these people are here. <laughs> and something went through my head, and I was going to grab you guys and be like, run! But, like, do it loud so she could see us. And then, like, what do you think she would have said or done if... Because I wanted to do it purposefully so she could see that we were like, oh, God, she's coming. Run, run, run. And then we just go inside and close the door. <laughs> I know that'd be mean, but it was supposed to be a joke. Right. right? right. And so I was going to do it. And then I kind of chickened out because I was like, can't necessarily run. And I don't know if she has a sense of humor. So maybe it would hurt her feelings. But that's kind of a dream. Like, I want to do that. When you see someone coming to talk to you, you just kind of turn the other you way and jet. run and close your door. Yeah. Because like, that would be something she would have yeah. went home and told her family and it would have been a funny conversation. And fun, if we filmed it, it would
0: probably go viral. You know? Oh, just for because sure. because that's something that people love to see it's is kinda, craziness just, like that. It
1: gave me the vibes of like when you, you enter uh, an elevator and there's like 10 people in the elevator and everyone's quiet just waiting to go up and down. Like one time you just want to like stand at the front of the elevator and turn around and say, thank you guys for coming. <laughs> I'm glad that you all made it. I'd like to talk to you about whatever. whatever. You just give them like a TED talk for like 30 seconds. Right. And then you say, okay, you can leave. Thank you so much. I don't know. That's the vibe. Well,
0: it was so funny. When you said that, I don't know why I thought about that. I had someone tell me the other day, they said, I overheard someone on the phone saying, hey, that necklace you got me, it's not real gold. I just went to the jewelry store and it's not real gold. (laughs) And I started dying laughing. I just heard someone on the phone say that walking by. And I was like, you think it was a purpose oh, yeah. or like, you know, you know how the, the yeah. L.A. talks or something like that. One the of messages. my favorite
1: accounts on Instagram is called Overheard L.A. And That's people it. just that submit it. things. So we went to, to breakfast a couple of weeks ago, me, you and Jordan yeah. for my birthday. And we were talking about that. And then every time we passed someone, we'd say something random. Yeah.
0: Like, like oh. I guess we have, a, you know, our first class flights are going to be an issue this time. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out later when we go to, you know. <laughs> or Maldives Jordan or said, crazy. she's
1: like, mom, I refuse to spend another summer in the Swiss Alps. I hate that place. It's so ghetto. Like <laughs> Just like we were saying ridiculous things when people were passing by. So that way they yeah. would talk about us after. It'd be so great.
0: Yeah, I mean, the problem
1: I didn't think through is like, what if that person recognized us and they were like, oh, they're actually really bitchy people. (laughs) So, yeah, we won't run from you if you're coming to our house. You might know us. But can I just
0: say, one part of my world is like those people, and everybody has them, they come to your house and they, they say, hey, have you seen your Edison bill lately? And I'm like, who the hell has seen their Edison bill lately? Like it's on <laughs> auto payment, right? Okay. Unless something absurd happens and you go, Oh my God, why was my Edison bill a thousand dollars? You're not looking at it. I'm saying, or they say, I'm sure you've seen the message on your Edison bill that says that you have this. You
1: no, know, haven't.
0: No, thank I haven't. you. Thank not you so interested. Much. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. So. But she
1: interrupted our story and she did talk for quite a long time. And I was like, mm, social cues. Well,
0: yeah. So, that's for
1: that. That'll be my next wet in the world on the next episode. Social cues. Oh,
0: that's moving oh, on. God, going on day. Yeah. So moving on. Can moving I just on. can I segue really quick? Okay. But you think about the day <laughs> that my brother had. Uh, it is very easy for you to start having some really bad talks with yourself like, on your first day or second day of work.
1: Like, oh, this stuff always happens to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like kind of in that previous episode where it's like you know something bad times stole my pension
0: right like and so like this and I think this episode is gonna be really great to kind of build off of that conversation because part of the reason why I think bad times mount is what we say to ourselves mm-hmm. like how we Talk about and how we interpret and, uh, the, the things that we, you know, that go on in our lives and what we do to ourselves with that mental talk, mm-hmm. right? Or that self talk, I should say.
1: Yeah. The damaging, uh, disparaging self talk.
0: Yeah. Like so, you, you talk to yourself crazy.
1: Right. So the title of this is The Hate You Give Yourself. <laughs> I just thought it was so perfect. Yeah. Like it's actually thug life, but it's like the hate you give yourself. Yeah. So it's thuggy.
0: Thuggy. <laughs> You're acting real thuggy right now. <laughs> and
1: why did this come up?
0: Uh well, why did we did this come up? Well, because <laughs> we were talk we were having a chat about like you know sometimes people have this perception of themselves that we don't. You may not see as accurate, mm-hmm. right? They may think of themselves of being overweight or not smart or whatever disparaging thought pattern that they have, and you are giving them a compliment, and that thought pattern supersedes it. Like no. Yeah. Like, you look really great. Oh, my God, I'm so fat. Oh,
1: Oh, I have a friend that does that all the time. She used to do that a lot. I haven't seen her lately. But every time I'd see her, I'd be like, oh, my God, you look really great. Oh, my God, I had a burrito last night and I feel like I weigh 50 pounds. I'm like, okay, well, that was a compliment. Say thank you. Like, I kept having to remind her that. And then finally one day, I mean, it was every time I saw her like, oh, your haircut looks so good. Oh, my God, it makes my face look fat. (laughs) Literally, she'd follow it up with some sort of like insult. And finally, one day I just had to say, you know what, I, I got to give you some feedback because right. I would hope that you would feel comfortable enough to tell me. But you have a really tough time taking compliments. And she right. goes, oh, yeah, I do. I go, but let me explain to you how it feels to someone else. You're constantly putting yourself down. Like, I wouldn't waste my time going out of my way to compliment you if I didn't think that it was flattering or I didn't think that j- I just wouldn't say shit. Like, if you look like shit, I just wouldn't say anything. <laughs> but if I'm going out of my way to be nice to you and kind to you and like, you know, do something to make you feel nice. Take a breather and like take it in. But I don't wanna hear you talk badly about yourself. Like it's yeah. so rude.
0: And I don't want you to, now you're dissing me. Because yeah. I, I'm like giving you a, a compliment because it's a of, of my, Right. Perception My of judgment, and then now you're saying I'm a bad sense of judgment. Like I, I don't have a good eye for for what yeah. looks good. <laughs> so you're calling me stupid, <laughs> right? Like yeah. Oh, okay your opinion is stupid. Yeah. And it doesn't so matter. So the
1: hate she was giving herself <laughs> though was always like, anytime someone gives me a compliment, I have to shoot it down. It must not be true. And she didn't realize it was like insulting to me. Right. And so that was something that she worked on. I have another couple of friends. One today who shall re- remain anonymous that. Every single time I see her, she looks better and better. Yeah. It's like we're aging backwards, right? And I'm always giving compliments and the, she's always like, ah, oh, what are you talking about? You know, I've gained 10 pounds. Oh, I'm such a cow. Oh, I'm, I'm like, okay, stop it. No, it's true. I go, no, it's not actually. No, did you see the photos? I'm like, yeah, I was in the photos. You look right. great. Like I remember you looking great. I'm looking at the photos. You look great. No, I don't. Blah, blah, blah. I go, okay. Literally, true story today. I was like, I'm starting to think that you have body dysmorphia (laughs) issues. Honestly, swear to God, because you look great and I don't know like what else to tell you. You look beautiful, you know.
0: And that's something I think. Again,
1: I'm not the friend that would lie to you.
0: Right. And I think that that's the thing we we will kind of get to is like the damage that that type of talk Mm -hmm. can eventually do. Right. And so I think when you think about how insecurities or poor self-talk, how it manifests itself in, in differently in men and females, right? right. And women, right? Well, and,
1: one more thing really yeah. quick that women do, I think is, and this happens a lot, a lot of people that have been like, oh, let's take a photo. I take photos of everything. I'll take photos of my food. It's my way of going back and remembering like, oh my God, remember that week we went to the movies twice or whatever? Right. Like I take a picture of my popcorn. I'm not going to post all of this stuff, but it's for me to keep like a journal, memories, So if I'm visiting you somewhere, I want to take a quick like selfie. I'm not going to post it anywhere, especially if you don't want me to. Right. But I want to capture the moment. Right. And so a few friends recently are like, no, 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 I don't do photos. And I find that so sad. Yeah. Because one, I go, who cares what you look like? It's for our memories. Right. No, no, no. I don't do photo. Here, I'll take it of you. You look great. No, I don't. I don't want to look great. I want to be in a photo with you and remember this moment because when we are 65, we're going to look back and be like, damn, we were hot at 45, you know? And so lately, a lot of women have been like, no, I don't do photos. And I just want to say, ladies, like, what happens 25 years from now, when you look back, and there are no memories of you anywhere? Yeah, what would happen if Something happened to you today, and your children are looking for photos to share of you, and you're like, oh, they go, oh, mom never took photos. Why? Because she was always self-conscious about how she looked. Okay, well, now we have nothing to remember her by, and I find it quite selfish.
0: Yeah, and I feel like the kind of the overarching theme that I was kind of, as we were having this conversation, I was like, it sounds like women, when it comes to the insecurities, uh, our self-doubt, they practice avoidance, Mm -hmm. right? And are not by not putting themselves out there, not taking photos, Mm -hmm. um, not taking a risk, um, just not going to do it, not going to step out of their, not going to take your compliment because right because of this overwhelming feeling of self doubt or Mm -hmm. insecurities and limiting themselves in in the life that they have right and so to your point. Like, taking a photo is not about sharing. Taking a photo is a capturing it's of capturing the moment. It's capturing a moment. Right. Mm-hmm. A, the thousand is worth, a, a picture's worth a thousand words, mm-hmm. right? Now and, I have no words. Now I have zero words. <laughs> now I can't even
1: tell you a story. You weren't even there. I can't yeah. even,
0: like, I don't remember. Who, who else was there? Yeah. Oh, who was don't taking know. this picture? Don't
1: know. <laughs> Didn't happen.
0: <laughs> but, you know, so I think that that practice, and so the reason why I think we had this conversation is, one, I think it's important to identify, like, if you struggle with these things that, you may not know you struggle with them. Maybe mm-hmm. you do them subconsciously, mm-hmm. uh, and so when even if someone gives you a compliment, in your head you're running through this thought pattern of not being enough, or it not being true, or you're thinking about the things you you are that are not great about you, or the attributes that you're missing, and you're missing the point that hey, there is an attribute that someone noticed that said, hey, I want to highlight this because I don't know if you know or or not, but I appreciate that this is a really nice outfit Mm -hmm. or you look really great, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's what goes a long way. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, you know, so we were talking about this and I go, well, before we do a podcast on the hate you give yourself, is it only women? Because right. I don't... I said, you went out with your your guy friends the other night. There's like six of you, right? Right. I go, do you guys talk badly about yourself? You're like, ah, no, I'm not going to get in that picture. Ah, no, no, no. <laughs> My belly's getting a little out of control. Make sure you cover it. Ah, right. no, 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 no. I'm starting to get wrinkles. See this? You know, oh, No. I've had bags under my eyes the last 10 pictures I took, so I no longer take pictures. Right. Do you guys do that?
0: No, no. Yeah. I have not yet been in a situation where a friend said, Hey, I'm not taking pictures today because I'm just not looking, feeling my best or looking my best. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you can keep that, those pictures to yourself. Well, I have but not had that. But what do you that. guys but do then? Men- and when it comes to insecurities, men do a couple of things. They either cover it up,
1: okay, in, like mo- in,
0: in multiple different ways, right? Y'all,
1: y'all don't wear makeup, so what do you mean? No, cover so they
0: up? they have to cover it up with a, a different persona, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's over masculinity or toxic masculinity, mm. right? Using intimidation to to kind of to over compensate the insecurity that Mm -hmm. that they know is there. Right. Um, That could be
1: anger or violence. That could be, you know, dominance in a relationship. Like you've actually, I've seen and heard about that a lot where like a man's feeling less about himself. So he's constantly putting his partner down Right. or belittling her or, you know, pointing out her flaws and yeah, hurt people, hurt people. But it's like, okay, I mean. So what's worse, though, a woman saying, nah, I don't do that. I'm too fat. Nah, I don't do that. Or a guy being a total dick because he's feeling fat.
0: I think they're equally bad. Yeah. I think I think that the, the obviously, you know, if a man has an insecurity and it's projected on other people, mm-hmm. that obviously that's really harmful. Okay. But I do think that women's insecurity mm-hmm. is also projected on the opposite sex or the same sex or a partner or spouse simply because it's going to manifest itself in a way that Uh, It still hurts a relationship, whether it be a friendship uh, or a a romantic relationship, Mm -hmm. because if you are struggling with insecurities about you, but I represent confidence, Mm -hmm. what is that going to do to a relationship? Oh, I hate you. I'm resentful
1: of you. Like, must be nice to have all this confidence and be so fit and in shape.
0: Right. Jerk. But it also could learn to turn into a situation where there's lack of trust, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't now have I'm the insecure. same confidence and I'm insecure, but you're walking around with this confidence where your perception is that you're, uh, this other person's walking around with this high sense of themselves.
1: So I'm a hot chick. I go out to the grocery store. You're feeling sloppy and fat <laughs> at home, sitting on the couch. Right. Cause you've let yourself go. Right. So now you're projecting like your insecurities, like, you know i'm a hoe or something and i'm i'm too much and so you'd probably do something like a, oh there you are putting on lipstick again to go right, to the grocery right. store like belittling me in some way
0: yeah or you like in your mind you've gotten to a place where you don't believe that like if this was the relationship was to start again that your spouse would not pick you
1: mm, Ooh, that's hard
0: right like would you repick mm. me Hello?
1: Questionable.
0: Um, I would repick you.
1: Well, I'd pick you too. That's because I've sunk cost bias. Like, nah, just kidding. <laughs> I've been with you way too long. I've watched you grow into something amazing. Right. I'm not going to let somebody take you. <laughs> but, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, w- the way that we look now, is it something we're still attracted to? Like, would I pick right. you? And I will say that's a huge insecurity for women because mm. most of the time, like, I don't know if it's because men don't wear makeup, and so, your face isn't damaged but you guys age pretty well right women maybe it is toxins we're putting on our face but we're so concerned with aging and just so happens that you know if we were to get divorced after let's say 20 years like if you wind up with a woman half my age it is a huge slap in the face right i mean i'm pretty secure with myself so i'm sure that i'd find somebody equally as great Mm -hmm. but It's a big slap in the face, I think, when a woman has invested so much into a family, raising a family, a marriage, and then now your husband, your ex-husband's off with someone half your age. It's like you're already kind of coming to grips with the fact that your beauty might be slipping away or it's changing or, you know, lots of things. So I think that that's really difficult for women. Yeah. But what I want to say is, You know, the title of the episode is The Hate You Give Yourself. It sounds like still women give the hate to ourselves. We internalize it. We put ourselves down. It sounds like, guys, project it. Like, it's not so much the inner dialogue that you have that's harmful. It's the things you do to project that's hurtful.
0: A hundred percent. But the thing is, is that what makes it even worse is men will do like addiction drugs, alcohol find a younger woman, find a younger woman, all all these different things Mm -hmm. that um, not only damage themselves, but also damage families and and, and their their significant others. But it's the same thing. It starts with the self-talk of, I don't believe in myself, or I'm fat now, or she. And a lot of times, because of the fact that men try to cover it up and there's the ego, it's blaming the other person. Mm. Right. And so I feel this way because you made me feel this way mm. because of how you've acted for these many years now has made me feel and act a certain way. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that those things are are super damaging, but they all come from the same place of, of this insecurity and lack of self-esteem.
1: Yeah. So I, I think I mean, there's so much to unpack here. If yeah. you're feeling insecure, are you projecting or blaming your partner or someone else? Are you blaming your kids because you're overweight and you don't have time to go to the gym? Are you blaming other people uh, or just mad because you're getting older and now you don't feel so confident like and, you know, this is random. But I saw this woman on TikTok the other day and her account was something like dressing like a mom or something like that. And there is this stigma of that, you know, oh, once you become a mom, you kind of let yourself go. You dress like a mom, mom jeans, like there's all these memes. She's a really fit, nice looking mom. So she's kind of showing you how to partner some trendy things with some classics, right? It's just, I thought it was a cute account and she looks right. great, but not a lot of moms feel great, right? Oh, right? Right. And then also, like, I'm from the baking industry. It's like a huge running meme that you, you know, wake up, throw on some yoga pants, put your hair in a messy bun, you go to work, you're covered in frosting, come like it becomes your uniform. And so when we, Uh, Interact with our students in Passion to Profit. We do talk about the fact that if you are feeling a lack of confidence, you're feeling insecure, you got to do something to take control of that. So if you feel like you're looking shitty lately or you're looking frumpy, then you should take five extra minutes and do your hair. Like don't wear it in a bun today. Take five extra minutes, throw on some lipstick or some mascara, right? So, what things can we do as women and men to kind of make ourselves feel A little pumped up when we feel kind of down and insecure.
0: Yeah. And I think I think that a lot of lack of self-esteem or insecurities, it also comes from a a lack of time being spent on self-care and Mm self-love. Right. And so I think to your point, just to add to that, like if you spend time like building yourself up, if you spend time taking care of your body, taking care of your mind, That builds Mm self-esteem, but it also makes it so that you're not relying on someone else to give you self-esteem, right? So we live in an age of social media where we're so reliant on what other people think of us that we forget that the most important thing is what we think of ourselves, right? right? And the only way we find good ways of thinking about ourselves is if we do things that help build ourselves up.
1: Have you, um, can you recall a time recently where you were like caring about what others thought of you? Not so much in a negative way. I think sometimes it's a good thing. Like I want to put myself together when I leave my home, not because I care what other people think, but I do want to have a favorable impression if I run into someone, if I meet someone. Like that's something that makes me feel good, right? It's not for someone else. Another example is, again, I had foot surgery a couple weeks ago and the doctor finally last week said, you can get yourself some Crocs and you can wear those with a sock. And I was like, I don't really like those, but okay, that's better than a hospital boot, right?" right? Right. So I go, I pick out some Crocs, I'm super excited, and I go to put them on and I go, well, I can't wear Crocs to the gym, that's kinda dumb. right? Like, I would laugh if someone went to the gym to work out and they had Crocs on, right? So Jordan's like, Mom, who cares? I go, I care. Like, no, I don't want people like, why is she doing leg day and Crocs? Right. And so I didn't put on the Crocs. I put on the hospital boot, even though I didn't need to wear it. And I thought that was funny. There's certain things that it's not a bad thing that you care that someone else, ironically, we get to the gym and there's three people Marvin doing Crocs. leg day. And so with the guy, Crocs.
0: this guy walks by me, he's got Crocs on. And I was two seconds from saying, like I was going to you know, pull them to the side and say, hey, can you just go to that lady over there and say, hey, you should have wore your Crocs. Uh, but then I, I was like, ah, I'll leave it alone. But I was two seconds from doing that. I think for me, it's the only time I really think about others is when I, I don't want to be misunderstood. So mm-hmm. as a leader, I want to make sure that the things I say are not misunderstood that they land in the way that I intended them to land. Mm -hmm. And on this podcast, when I do videos, like I'm always thinking that the people understand it. Yeah. Like, am I getting through? But I don't know if I'm like, super self-conscious of like what others think of me to the extent that like it alters how I you know react or perform in the world
1: except for that time we were at a restaurant and the lady came to take our order and she's like hi you know what can I get you and you were like oh I'll have the salad because my wife is not happy with the weight that I'm at right now yeah okay Uh um yeah because I would tell him that imagine your husband says that to the waitress Uh anyways uh, yeah, it's um, like I'm
0: uh, I'm emotionally battered and bruised by how she speaks to me about <laughs> while
1: my while we're on the weight topic because again you were with your guy friends and I asked you like do you guys disparage yourself like I hate self-deprecating humor when right. women do that oh because you know me I'm so stupid like I hate that I'm gonna but you know what's you. funny
0: is women comedians do that
1: yeah I know when, when you
0: when you see a woman comedian she's constantly talking about stop it herself you know and, I want and making to stop fun it. of those things mm-hmm. which just seems like a consistent thing And when you think about a male comic, they're making fun of it's the opposite. Yeah. Right. It's just so interesting. Go ahead.
1: For sure. Uh, What the hell was I saying?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But but I don't know what you were saying. I don't
1: know. (laughs) It'll come back to me. Okay. I lost it.
0: But so one of the things I'll just say is this is like we were joking, but we're also being really serious about the fact that like. Oh, I remembered. Go ahead.
1: Thank you. We were talking because we were just laying out by the pool right now and um, coming up with, you know, the titles and the talking points for this. And, you know, he said, because I go, do your friends sit around and talk about like, hey, I'm feeling overweight. Like we don't you don't talk about that self-conscious stuff. Right. But you said something you said that you would literally tell one of your friends, like if they got out of control weight wise. So what would how would you say it to your friend?
0: I like, bro, what's going on? Like you look looking a little on on a heavy side. And then I just let, say it exactly just like, like that. that.
1: So you would say, bro, what's going on? You're going looking on, a little on the heavy side. What, what we got to do. I could never say that to a woman. Yeah. No, like if I'm I saying. ran into a girlfriend, hadn't seen her in a while. And I thought, oh, whoa, she hey, gained some weight. Hey, kindness is clarity. Okay. No, women would never <laughs> do that. And if we did do that, we'd be so shamed. I find that really interesting. Like we can't be honest with each other. But you can
0: say it to yourself, but you can't. No one can say it to you.
1: Women are tricky. That is
0: so interesting. Yep.
1: It's tricky. So let's talk about some ways to kind of improve some of this negative self talk The point of this is like to catch yourself. What things and habits and like negative self-talk do you exercise on a daily basis maybe with yourself? Is it every day when you're in the mirror, you know, you wake up and go, oh, look at these bags under my eyes. Like. Can you catch that and maybe reframe it and say, well, I got some bags under my eyes, but I damn sure made some good money last week in my business. That's why I'm under or under sleep deprived.
0: Well, yeah. So I think that so before we go into like solution, I think it's important to say like, like what is the end all damaging effects of doing that, right? And so the damaging things I think is, is if you keep talking to yourself like this, if you keep these insecurities at front of mind, they become your belief system. Right, yeah. and they become established the in your in 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 your identity, and it's very h- difficult to undo that. Yeah, right. If you've told yourself for years that you are not smart, that you are overweight, that mm-hmm. like all these things, and and you put yourself down, and and there's a fine line between like giving A yourself accurate dose. feedback mm-hmm. of saying, hey, this is my reality right now. I need to make better decisions. Mm-hmm. I need to be better at my, my eating and exercising. Those are, I, I get those. Those put you into action. But when you start saying, I'm so fat, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm always going to be fat. Yeah. Oh, i was just so stupid. I did this thing and I'm just, I, I can't, I, I'm so stupid. Like those things become part of your belief systems, And even though you don't want to believe them, You start to act in those ways to make sure that they are true. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you it will You're basically manifesting them. Yeah. Your decision making now is is hampered by the fact that you believe you're stupid. Right. You don't have self-discipline because you believe you're fat. And what do you what does a fat person do? A fat person eats uh, uncontrollably or they don't have a good sense of like when they should stop or what what a good diet looks like.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think just over time, it, you know, puts limits on you. Right. And you start to live up to that, you know, wherever your bar is. And I just think it's unhealthy for the people that are trying to do life with you. It's unhealthy for the relationships you're trying to maintain. But most importantly. It's unhealthy for the quality of life that you are deserving of living. And right. so if you're constantly putting yourself down, whether it's self-deprecating humor, whether it's just to be funny, I find that some people just do it. Just It's just what they say. They don't actually right. mean it. They don't do it unconsciously. They're just like, oh, I'm so fat. Really? Shut up. Like, just, yeah. So this episode is like, pay attention to what you're saying because it's harmful to you. It's harmful to potentially the people that love and care about you. It could be harmful in your relationships and you may not even know it.
0: And here's the thing that I think that goes under the radar too, is if you constantly say that out loud to people in your life, they will start to consider that as your expectations of how they view you. And what I mean by that, let me say this differently. If I say to you constantly that I'm not smart, that I'm overweight and I'm fat.
1: I'm definitely going to believe that you're you're not smart over time. Right.
0: You're going to start believing that. And then the day I try to get past that thinking, are like, you going to believe in me? No. No, because oh, I have shown you. Know showed
1: you're not you. Smart, so. Yeah,
0: I have showed you and I have displayed to you and I have communicated to you over and over what I think of myself. How am I on earth going to change that belief system you have now of me? Yeah. Right. And so I think we run into this a lot of times because we, you know, we coach women, especially in business that have not been very kind to themselves mm-hmm. or they've communicated to their partners what they think of themselves and now they want to do something audacious like start a business Mm -hmm. and they're wondering why they can't get support and they're
1: wondering why yeah they don't support them like oh he doesn't support you because for so long you haven't believed in yourself you haven't exercised any confidence you've been telling yourself and him you're not good at numbers so when you call it a business then he's like not really able to take you seriously so you got to go back and kind of mend those, you know, words that you've been using for the past five years and replace them with something new.
0: Yeah. And if you're a parent or a person that leads your family, your business, your friend group, and you have this negative, you know, language that you use towards yourself and you constantly are telling people how poor, bad you are at certain things, like you have to realize you are in charge of bringing, like, especially as a parent, mm-hmm. if you don't think of yourself in a, in a high regard, how are you going to share that with your children? How
1: do you pass on How confidence? do you
0: pass confidence and mm-hmm. self-esteem and the, the right type of communication about yourself? To your children, right. that you know you want them to believe in, a, mm-hmm. in themselves. You believe in them before they believe in themselves.
1: Well, also, if you heard your children repeat to themselves what you say to yourself, you would slap the shit out of them. Absolutely. Like, if I heard my kids talking about how fat they were, I'd slap the shit out of them. Well, then, equally, I cannot be as a mom talking about how fat I am. Like, it wouldn't be healthy, right? So, a lot of times we just need to hold up the mirror and ask ourselves, like, what behaviors am in my role modeling for the people who are watching? Whether you have small children, whether you have coworkers that are influenced by you, whether it's in your social media, someone's watching you. It could be right. your mom who's older than you and she's just disappointed in you constantly because she doesn't know where she went wrong right. and how you became so lacking so much confidence. Right. So don't do it. No, don't do it. Practice more self-love. <laughs> Catch yourself when you find yourself kind of repeating things to yourself over and over and ask yourself like, where did the belief come from? When did you start it? Why? And kind of just peel back some layers and see what kind of thoughts you can replace them with that could be better to serve you and create better self-love habits, right? Right.
0: And, and I think that one thing I, before, as we get into the solution to this, it's important for people to know that that thought process and, and that negative self-talk and a negative belief in yourself, it doesn't automatically just get replaced. And so people are living their entire lives waiting for them to think differently about themselves as Mm -hmm. if it's going to happen automatically. Yeah. And the first thing I will tell you that it happens through action, Mm -hmm. right? You have to, action provides the clarity of who you are and what you can become. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you are trying to get healthier, then you have to just put into action what you are trying to accomplish. And that will change how you feel about yourself because of the fact that you're acting on it. Yeah. Right, and that would change your belief in that and in, in who you are.
1: And we've already talked about self love, but I do think we have to get to a point where the self love supersedes the insecurity. Yeah. And so, you know, I just think maybe be in a season of self love and don't let all of the negative thoughts you have about yourself take away from this happiness that you could be experiencing in your life right now. Especially when, like, the women that I'm around right now that are like refusing to be in photos. Every time you do that, I can't help but to think like. Well, what if you do this another 30 years and then something happens to you or someone wants to commemorate you in some way? They have no photos because you were the lady (laughs) that for 30 years didn't have enough confidence to just say cheese in a freaking photo. Right. Like people only look at themselves in a photo anyways. No one's really looking at you.
0: Yeah, because I've seen people like when it comes to fitness, right? They, They have so deep insecurities about their bodies. That the act of exercising, which in my opinion is an act of Mm self-love, they do not participate in because of the insecurity. So they can't even get to a place where they can possibly think differently or feel differently about themselves because the insecurity is is so strong that it prohibits them from actually participating in something that can help them and improve them.
1: So that means, for example, like I know several people who are like, I can't go to the gym just yet. I got to lose a couple of pounds before I feel comfortable even putting workout (laughs) clothes on to go to the gym. Right. And I just want to tell you again, it's like the photos. People are looking at themselves in the photos, not studying you right at the gym. People are not looking at how your clothes fit you unless they're see-through leggings and you're squatting and it's leg day. People are, going to notice that. But for the most part, no one's looking at you. Like I was worried about wearing the Crocs. Three other people got Crocs on. The only reason I noticed it is because I had a Croc breakdown. Right. (laughs) But nobody else in the gym said like, oh, my God, they're wearing Crocs. Right. People are not paying attention to you in the gym. So if you are one of those people that are like, I got to lose five pounds before I can put on decent clothes to go to the gym, go to the gym.
0: Yeah. And can I just say this? It's not about them. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's about it's about you. This is an act about yourself and what you need to do for you. So I think and what comes along with that is you got to practice self-discipline, right? Uh, Self-discipline is a building block for self-esteem. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like all this negative talk comes down to self-esteem and leads to a lack of confidence. And when you can say that you have been disciplined to say, I am going to do this and you set out and you do that thing then that's something you could be proud of. And that's that stacks up your your ability to say, I can do things that I in my own control and yeah. I'm not just seeking pleasure or, or I'm I'm not just, you know, kind of, you know, not moving through life with purpose.
1: And if you want to talk about like building self-esteem and worthiness, like you have to be constantly trying to give yourself opportunities to be proud of yourself. Yeah. Like, I think that is a key right there. Like, uh, we watch our kids, like, audition for a show and then they make it or, you know, like, they land a job. Jordan had a job interview, which I'm going to talk about in the next episode, and she got the job. Like, putting yourself out there, setting yourself up, giving yourself opportunities to be proud of yourself, that's how you build confidence. That's how you build self-worthiness. That's how you build, like, the skills of repetition and discipline. Those things all create confidence, which is the opposite of giving yourself hate all damn day.
0: Yeah, because you're going to fail in life, right? So you're going to fail at certain things and you're going to fall flat in your face. The last thing you want to do is beat yourself up with all the negative self-talk. And then eventually when you do go out and do something and you fail because you will, now it validates everything you said to yourself mm-hmm. i would prefer to say hey i'm really awesome i'm fantastic i'm great i love myself oh i stumbled i fell I, I, you know i've fallen i i you know i failed at this particular thing but you know what i'm gonna pick myself up and dust off and do it again like to me that's so important and i think that building of worthiness that feeling of i you have inherent value
1: yeah
0: right you are a person of value And if you continue to build that value, you can really make a change in the the world that you live in and and the people around you.
1: And can we just be real since we're talking about self-talk? Right. We gravitate towards people who may be positively self-talking themselves into a lie. Mm. Like... You see, we just went to Miami not too long ago. Like when you see people who don't have like the best in shape body rocking something, I don't know about you, but I'm like, okay, go ahead with yourself. (laughs) Like you literally told yourself you look great in that. And that is all that matters. Right. So I think I would rather if I'm going to talk to myself, I would rather Kanye West myself into believing that I'm more than I actually am. So it can manifest in an outward way, in a positive way, Right. because people gravitate way more to something like that than they do if you're beating yourself up. Nobody yeah. wants to be around the person that's constantly putting themselves down, but everybody wants to be around the person who's like imperfect, but she is rocking the confidence. Or he's imperfect, but something about his swag, like he's just like, oh, okay, you got some confidence there. So that's where I want to kind of end this. If you need some help in the confidence category, go back and listen to episode 133 about the Kanye West confidence code. Because I think if you're going to practice any sort of self-talk, it should be positive self-talk not the hate you give Yeah. So I think yourself.
0: The, and I'll say this last thing is, is I think there's a careful balance between building yourself up and having the confidence that is noticeable, that you notice, right? And then also having the humility to know that you're not beyond reproach. You're not mm-hmm. beyond a place of where people can give you feedback. Mm-hmm. And if you can keep that balance, then you're going to have a really healthy and fulfilling life because I believe that that confidence will get you through doors that normally are closed. But that humility will open up doors that you didn't believe in before. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that that is something that we all need is we need the ability to say, I am willing to take anyone's feedback. But I also have a deep belief in myself Mm -hmm. that I can respond to that feedback. I can rise to the occasion um, that this life I'm in control over and I'm going to make it the best I could possibly make it.
1: Amen. Good job. Cool. You're great.
0: All right. You All are right, too.
1: Speak kindly to yourselves, friends. <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.
0: Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast.